for the man Robert. Amen. I pray for you and you pray for me. And watch God change things. This is the day that the Lord hath made. This is the new year that the Lord hath made. This is a new decade that the Lord hath made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning, radio friends. You have been listening to the Greater Abyssinia Baptist Church located at 1161 East 105th Street at Reverend Dr. Ethiophilus Cavanus Way in Cleveland, Ohio, where the Reverend Ethiophilus Cavanus is our pastor and the Reverend Theophilus James Cavanus Sr. is our co-pastor. Our assisting ministers are Reverend Patrick Lee Robinson, Reverend Hilton O. Smith, Minister Cassandra Bledsoe, and Minister Rhonda Lawrence. Our technicians for the morning are Deaconess Stefana Cavanis and Brother Matthew Parnamel. Our musicians are Tramel Yarbrough, director of the Mass Choir, Mark Thompson, organist, Jordan Pruitt and Elliot Lanier, percussionist. Glory, glory, hallelujah, since I gave the Lord my life, I can say glory, glory, hallelujah, and I feel so much better since I gave the Lord my life. The Mass Choir now sings for us since I gave the Lord my life.
praise. Since I gave the Lord my life, you know, God has been so good. I just cannot tell it all. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wave my hand, giving glory to God. And I'm going to thank him for blessing me. I'm going to thank him for keeping me. I'm going to thank him for healing me. I'm going to thank him for everything. I'm going to thank him for food to eat, for a place to sleep, for giving me, like I said, everything that I need. But most of all, thank you for saving me. And thank you for changing me and making me over again. So I'll just wave my hand, singing glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I just can't tell it. So I'll Yes, I will. Yes, I will. God it been yeah. I can't tell it. So I wave my hand, giving glory.
Cause I couldn't make it without you, Lord. Sometime a long time ago. You bless me with the gift of salvation and I thank you, Lord.
the mass choir of the Greater Abyssinia Baptist Church. And now, open up your minds, your hearts, and your souls as our pastor, the Reverend Ethiophilus Cavanis, comes to us preaching the Word of God. Nehemiah 8 and 5 says, when Ezra opened the book, all the people stood up. We want to talk this morning from the subject, Jesus Christ, the life changer. Jesus Christ, the life changer. The text is found in St. Mark 5, 1 following. It says, and they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadareans. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tomb a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could tame him. Can I get a witness here this morning? No man could change him. Not change. Because he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. And the fetter broken into pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stone. Are uh -huh. uh, y'all listening to me? Amen. And when Jesus, uh, he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice. He said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, the son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. I wish you would just turn to somebody and tell them, neighbor, neighbor I'm, glad I'm glad that the Jesus Christ, the, Jesus Christ, the life changer, the life met, me met me and changed my life, changed my life for, the better. for the better. Now, now I ain't all of what I ought to be. But I thank God, I ain't what I was. You'll be seated. My brothers and my sisters, God has truly blessed us to be able to see the dawn of a new day and a new time. 2020, the first Lord's Day of a new decade. As we glance back over the passing time, none of us would have known that we would be so blessed without one scintilla or doubt. Nothing but the grace of God had brought us to this very moment. None of us, my brothers and my sisters, has been good enough to merit this huge blessing. It is only because of the grace of God and the goodness of God. The prophet Jeremiah had it right when he said in Lamentation 3.22, he said, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. The Living Bible put it like this, his compassion never ends. Can I get a witness here? It is only the Lord's mercies that have kept us from complete destruction. Great is his faithfulness. His loving kindness begins afresh each day. Or you can run your mouth all you want to. You can run your mouth about eating right and sleeping right. Exercise and write your clean living, honey, hush. I tell you again, if it had not been for the Lord, oh, I wish I had some help up here on your side. Heaven only knows what would have been or what you probably would have happened to you. 
we had better thank God that we were not left alone to our own finiteness and our own fickleness. Jesus Christ is a life changer. And if it had not been effectuated or changed in your life, God only knows what would have happened. The text word this morning illustrates Jesus Christ as the life changer. And it's about a young man who was possessed with many demons. All through the gospel, we can see that there were people who met Jesus, and at the very moment they met him, they were totally transformed from living one way to living God's way. Because Jesus is a life changer. The love of God meets us where we are. Can I get a witness? The love of God meets us in our mess. The love of God meets us in our disasters, our crises, our chaos, in our troubles, in our condition, in our circumstances. Help me, Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit does not wait until we get cleaned up. That would take a long time. And then it comes to meet us. No, no. He meets us at the point of where we are. I need somebody to help me here this morning. He meets the drug addict while he, the crack pipe is still in his mouth. He meets the alcoholic even during happy hour. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You see, God gave us Jesus to come down to rescue us. He didn't bring us up to him where he was to rescue us. He sent his Jesus Christ down where we are to save us even in the graveyard. In the text, we have a man who was possessed by demons. We don't know how much, too much about him, but we do know that he was somebody's son. He was somebody's relative. He was probably somebody's husband and somebody's father. But Mark tells us that he was bound by the devil. His dilemma was that he could not fit in the society, and so he had to live in the graveyard. His address was the cemetery. He couldn't live with his family because most likely they couldn't control him. The demons inside him made him wild and untamable. He was unpredictable. Are y'all praying with me? You just didn't know what he was going to do next or what kind of word would come out of his mouth because his action and his words were under demonic control. And so the graveyard seemed to be the only appropriate place for him to dwell. Let me say this, the devil loved to keep us in tune. Can I get a witness? The devil likes to have you hang out with those who are spiritually dead, dead in trespasses and sin. I'm not talking, talking about the physical dead, but he just loved to have you hang out with those who are spiritually dead. He wants you to be influenced by them. There are many great godly people who can influence you, but the devil, prefers that these kind of people be your example as to how you should live, the spiritually dead. He wants them to be the ones who influences you. Nowadays, we see many who profess faith in Christ, yet do not live like Christians. Now, don't y'all bail out on me. I gotta tell the whole truth. Let me put a pen right here for a moment, and I'll get back to my thoughts. How can you tell if a person is spiritually dead? Well, they treat their faith like it's some kind of routine. They treat their faith as if they have any at all and with no value, no mission, no purpose, and no passion. They are not passionate about Jesus Christ. They act as if they can take him or leave him. They don't feel that he's important enough to invest much time in him, let alone put some money in him. They're spiritually dead. And these are the kind of people the devil would like to love to introduce you to if he had the chance. Because you see, these kinds of people are just perfect for dragging, for holding and keeping you down. Don't y'all get quiet on me. I know all about them myself. At one time in my life, majority of people I hung out with were spiritually dead. And I guess I hung out with them because I was no different than they were. I mean, people who did not care about Jesus, and they weren't so crazy about God either. 
All they wanted to do was party. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Party. And I guess I wanted to party right with them. But after a while, something happened in my life. God and Jesus Christ showed up and made a difference. I wish I had a witness here. He changed my life because he's a life changer. I had a brand new walk and a brand new talk. I lost interest in the thing that I thought I loved so much and I'm glad about it. I thought I could not make it without dancing a jig every now and then. I know I'm walking down somebody's street this morning. I know I'm not up here by myself. Or am I? There was a time for somebody in here. There was a time for somebody in here when you were too mean to live and not fit to die. But Jesus, help me Holy Ghost, showed up in your life and nothing had been the same ever since. This man dwelled among the dead and was binded by chains. The reason why he was binded by chains is because the Bible said that no man could tame him. Now, how do you get to that point where you are labeled untamable? I mean, you tame dogs, you tame dolphins, but how does a man, a woman, get to that point where they are so wild until they need to be tamed? He couldn't fit into society. He was wild and had to be chained down. This man was so possessed until the chain couldn't hold him. The demons inside of him were so strong that they broke the chain. My brothers and my sisters, there are people like this today. Can I get a witness? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You've seen them standing on the street corner, walking around the supermarket, parking lot, trying to get a couple of quarters from you. Not all of them, but many of them own drugs. And they can't break the habit because the demons inside of them are too strong. This man here in the text might have been a man with a character once upon a time, but now he's out of control and he's become a maniac. Sometimes I can drive down the street and see people who resemble this man somehow or another. I see boys walking around with their pants hanging down, help me Holy Ghost, and their unclean underwear showing. Can I get a witness? But my brothers and my sisters, they didn't call it underwear back in the day. They called it underwear for a reason. They didn't call it for nothing. Think about it. Underwear means that you should wear it under your regular clothes. Y'all awfully quiet on me. Underwear, I said, means that you should wear it under your regular clothes. They call it sagging. But the truth is, it's satanic. Can I get a witness? It started that trend back in the penitentiary. And that when your pants are down below your rear end, it means that you are available to somebody. Can I get a witness? There's a new thing going on today. The boys are sagging their pants and the girls are wearing their pajamas. Can I get a witness? Here I go again, my brother and my sister, pajamas. Well, let me tell you, that's sleepwear. Sleepwear is just what it says. You wear it when you're getting ready to go to sleep. It's not designed for socializing. I don't know what they're trying to say. Are they trying to say that they are sleepwalking? Can I get a witness? Not in tune with the world around them? Well, whatever you're saying, I said it's satanic. Who's raising these children today? Well, I'm glad you asked. They're raised by parents who are, are just as possessed as they are. What happened to the kind of parents who were around when I grew up? My mother knew how to call a house in order. She didn't have to look or touch either one of us. All she had to do was just give you that look. And automatically the house would be in order. She's no longer with us today. But if she were here and you'd ask her, she'd tell you, I was not about to raise any maniacs. I was not going to raise no fools. I was not going to raise no jailbirds. I want my children to succeed. 
and go somewhere. She and my father did not hesitate to use the Board of Education on my seat of education. I better say that again, some of y'all didn't get it. I said they didn't hesitate to use the Board of Education on the seat of my education. Can I get a witness? There's so much violence in our streets today. Come on, I'm not gonna be up here too long. There are people around that seem like nobody can tame them. Not the local police department, not the highway patrol, not the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, not the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, not the FTF, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and, and, and firearms, not the TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, none of these can help some of these fools. Can I get a witness? They're untamable. They live a life of destruction and violence. It's exactly what the devil wants them to do. That's the instruction he gives to the demon. Go out in the world and make them go crazy. Make them go stark raving mad. Make them go cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Wait a minute. Haven't you noticed how crazy the world seems to be getting now? Help me, Holy Ghost. Every day there's something in the newspaper that will make you scratch your head. Can I get a witness? Men marrying men. Women marrying women. Women killing their own babies. Legally or illegally. Help me, somebody. People being hated and even murdered because of the color of their skin or because they speak a different language. All satanic. Don't fool yourself this morning. It's the devil, y'all. He hates the children of God, and he wants to destroy each and every one of us. But the biggest problem is that Jesus is a life changer. Can I get a witness here? I said Jesus is a life changer. <laughs> Jesus told Peter one day that the devil wants to sift you as wheat. But he said, I prayed for you. In other words, I got your back. No, no, I, I got not only your back, I got your front and your back. Come on, help me, Holy Ghost. I've got your body, I've got your mind, and I got your soul. In the text from verse one to seven, Mark tells us about this man possessed with demon. But in verse eight, a change happened. In verse eight, we see that Jesus shows up and he shows up on purpose. When he showed us, we see the difference, don't we? From verses one through seven, we see a sad condition. But from verses eight through 17, we see a saving conversion. And I look at the text this morning, even though this man is full of demons, he got sense enough to be running to Jesus. Can I get a witness? He wasn't running away from Jesus, he ran to Jesus. Those today, there are people under Satan's attack, some of them have the good sense to turn to Jesus. This man was crying all night and all day. And imagine he was in the mountains, in the graveyard, crying his heart out. Have you noticed how many people are crying today? They're crying over their family. They're crying over their job situation. They're crying over their health condition. They're crying and the devil wants them to cry. This man was suicidal. And, I, I, and how I know this is because the Bible says he was cutting himself. He was self-abuser. People today are abusing their own selves. They're destroying their own selves because they don't feel worthy. You see, the devil wants you to feel as if you're not self-worthy. And he says, go ahead and destroy yourself by any means necessary, whether it's by drugs or alcohol, about the lack of faith in the God who created you. But I want to stop by here to tell us this morning that the devil is a liar. Can I get a witness? I said the devil is a liar and a deceiver too. Let me tell you, you're too precious in the sight of God, no matter who you are and what you've done. When folk have written you off, God still has you on his list. When folk have called you everything but a child of God, God says you're still my child. Can I get a witness? While you, they lie on you and talk behind your back and criticize you, God is in the midst showing his love for you. That's why Jesus showed up, y'all. 
and he showed up on purpose. He didn't wait for this man to come out of the graveyard. He went into the graveyard to meet the man. What's your name? He asked one question. He wasn't talking to the man. He was talking to the demon. He asked, what's your name? Come on with me. I'm almost about done here. He said, what's your name? And the demon answered. He said, legion, because we are many. And didn't you know that we're still dealing with legion today? Because we all have so many personalities until we don't know who we are sometimes. Our emotions run wild. One day we're sad, the next day we're happy. One day we're angry, the next day we walk around with a perpetual smile on our face. One day we're speaking to everybody, and the next day we ain't speaking to nobody. Can I get a witness? But if we want to stay consistent, we need Jesus to show up in our lives. That's why Jesus showed up in the text today and he showed up on purpose. This man saw Jesus afar off and the demons in him and he cried out, don't torment us before the time. You see, the demons were afraid of Jesus because they knew who he really was. There are people who really don't know who Jesus is and it's sad because even the demons have won up on them because they know for a fact that Jesus is a life changer. They know he's the son of God. They know that he came to destroy the works of the devil. They know that he came to set the captives free and to change lives. Jesus commanded the devil, devil, demon, come out of him. He said, what's your name? The demon said, my name is Legion because there are 6,000 under me. And I got this in this man and I took all 6,000 in there with me. Now think about it, my brother and my sister, 6,000 demons in your son's life, 6,000 demons in your daughter's life, 6,000 demons in your husband's life, 6,000 demons that want to get inside of you and drive you to destruction and drive you stone crazy. I'm really up here trying to talk, tell y'all something this morning. I stopped by here to tell you that Jesus is a life changer. I stopped by here to tell you that when you link up with Jesus, everything changes. I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus makes a difference. He told the demon, get out of him. The demon went out of this man and went into the pigs. Somebody said, why? That's why I don't eat pork chops today, because the demon went into the pigs. And the pigs said, we ain't no fool. We'd rather die than have 6,000 demons in us. So on that day, 2,000 pigs committed suicide. And they jumped into the sea and drowned their own selves. This man was healed and must have said to himself, it was Jesus who changed my life from a maniac to a Christian. Well, I've almost talked too long this morning. I'm really getting ready to take my seat. Not only, not only on one whose life was changed by Jesus, Ask that tenth leper. He'll tell you the exact same thing. Come here, number 10. What do you have to say? I hear him saying, well, I don't know about the other nine. That's on them. But I just had to come back and tell him thank you. I had to come back and give him some glory that he only deserves. Because he changed my life. Can I get a witness here? My life was spent in a leprosy colony. My only company was nine other lepers. But now life is sweet. And my joy is complete. Because I'm saved. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Saved by Jesus. Well, what about the woman with the issue of blood? Come here, my sister, and give me your testimony. I hear her saying, I know that everybody has an issue, but my issue was I was sick for 12 long years, and nobody was there to help me. The doctor just took all my little money, but one day Jesus showed up and changed my life. I want to thank him 
for how he brought me. I want to thank him for how he taught me. I want to thank him for how he kept me. I want to thank him he never left me. I want to thank God and thank him for being so good to me. Can I get a witness here? Come on here, the woman at the well, what can you say? Well, Jesus showed up in her life. He offered her some water, but it wasn't the kind of water that you would think about. It was living water. That kind of water where you'll never thirst again. It's living water. That's the gift that keeps on giving. And I had to go and tell somebody, come and see a man that told me everything that I've ever done. Come see a man who changed my life. The truth is this morning, we don't have to go to the Bible to get a testimony because there's somebody in this room today who can tell you that Jesus, what Jesus has done for them. Somebody here can tell you, I'm not the same person that I used to be because Jesus changed my life. Won't he pick you up? Won't he turn you around? Won't he place your feet on solid ground? Won't he change you? Hallelujah. He'll change the wino into a winner. He'll change the hooker into a hopper. He'll change a gang member into a church member. He'll change your life and he'll change mine. All you have to do is just let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. I need to sit down now, but before I go to my seat, I want to tell you my testimony. I want to tell you what I think. I came to Jesus as I was, weary, worn and sad. I found in him a resting place and he had made me glad. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Do you love the Lord? He heard your cry and pitted every groan. Long, long, long as I live. Trouble rise, I'll hasten to his throne. Somebody out of the church, this is your opportunity to come this morning.